Dude, I'm such a boomer. <laughs> it's not good. Um, but we, we're back. I apologize for the technical difficulties round seven, but we're here. Hey, I did not mean to rug the space, but I definitely, like, it was 100% my fault. It was not Twitter's fault. I'm not going to blame it on them. You know, the only thing that was Twitter's fault in this process was the fact that they have a desktop application that doesn't work. So, you know, I'll go ahead and chalk that up to them. But outside of that, like, this is 100% Kaleo. Um, welcome back, though. This is episode 90, part two, um, the extended edition uh, wonky weekly alpha um if it is your first time joining then welcome in we do these every single friday uh, every weekend at least you know most of the time on friday and we've been doing it for about 90 weeks straight at this point um so if you want to go ahead join the conversation come up here feel free to we just hang out vibe uh talk about what's happening in the world of stonks what's happening in the world of nfts in general and um also get hourly updates on roosters packing progress so um rooster with that how's it going sir that'll probably remain zero until like three o'clock in the morning (laughs) uh now it's going well um you know pretty decent week all around uh like to see volume picking up on a lot of things nfts aren't dead it seems um which uh has also i guess most recently brought into question uh the topic of ordinals that's what we were discussing this morning in uh one of the room 110 chats um and takes on them i still haven't done much much research on them myself uh so have yet to have a full discussion about that, but, you know, just been vibing throughout the week, just sitting on my hands. Uh, I missed uh, an entry by like 50 cents. No, no big deal on a, on a 42.69 X long on Ethereum <laughs> overnight. I, mi- I missed the wick by 50 cents, which, you know, it's not like it was like a, a six months of rent pay. Um, so I've just been sitting on my hands kind of salty about that one and uh, watching everybody have fun. Dude, I, you know, the only thing I'm mad about is I, I picked up a really small bag of bonk and I'm like, why didn't I pick up a bigger bag? <laughs> because like, it, it's, it's probably the only winning, you know, one of the, like, you know, outside of that, the big, the one that I decided was the bigger bag to go with, I got stopped out of, which was Doge. Um, so then my bonk winnings, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, yeah, these are cute. But imagine had I put in what I put on Doge on bonk. And instead of being red on that, you know, I'd be X about like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things I'm like, F me, of course. Uh, but it is what it is. So, uh, you know, it's just fun seeing the coins go up right now, right? Like, I think that's one of those things where there's just confidence returning to the market. People love green candles. It's that simple. And, you know, the trickle-down effect is real. Whether you like to believe it or not, it all starts with the king. Um, you know, the king is Bitcoin. It's that simple. Always has been, always will be. 
Um, and the king of alts is Ethereum. You know, there are a lot of people that'll be like, oh, you know, F Ethereum, whatever. But dude, you know, they're the same people that say the same thing about Bitcoin. It is what it is. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It is a matter of fact, right? Like at its current state, Ethereum is the king of alts. So right now, you know, when both of them are seeing both this regulatory, you know, ease of pressure that is creating, you know, creating this increased demand right now, like six months prior to the Bitcoin having, I mean, less than six months prior to it. Like it is, it's super bullish, man. You know, we are like, I, I, I think back to last bull market and or last bear market and think about it this way. May, early May of 2020 um, was when the last having was and six months prior to that, Actually, right now it's about five months. So five months prior to that, in um, in the December January time frame, right, everything sucked, right? Like that was probably the deadest I've ever seen crypto Twitter ever. Everything was down in the dumps, and honestly, the prices really hadn't even tanked yet from the COVID nuke. Everything was just like nobody cared. Right now, it is completely different, man. People care, right? Prices are rebounding some. We're still pretty far off all-time highs on all these big names. But, dude, there's excitement in the air, and it's refreshing. So, um, yeah, that's my little spiel. So, it's point being, man, it's, it's fun. It's good times right now. I'm really, I'm more optimistic about 2024, 2025 than I've ever been. So Rooster, I'm curious, man, any other, you know, I saw like, um, as far as the NFT landscape is concerned, I feel like the biggest wave of the week was Gordon Goner going on a shopping spree, right? So was there anything that you were surprised about? that he picked up or that anything that you thought he would have that he didn't? Um, well, other than the most obvious answer of wonky stonks, unless I missed that sale, but I actually found it slightly amusing. Uh, my first impression on that move was he's, um, pumping all the bags that were in the other side trailer like a year and a half ago. Uh, Cause that's what he went with first. Um, second, I think like a few of them. It's probably spawning like a dead cat bounce, like doodles. Um, and doodles got that, the, the Simpsons cameos. So I, I don't know. I, I still don't see the point. I, I think that's one of the, largest bumbled nft projects over the, the past bull market a moon turds uh didn't he pick up one of those two i still don't see the point in buying a moon turd at this point uh so so a few of those i was like okay like yeah pudgy obviously i'd agree with uh, pudgy penguin um seal not I don't know. Not my thing. I was a bit surprised by the cool cats narrative. You know, like here, here's what I'm going to go with rooster. A few of the things I was surprised about it. 
felt like he went with a lot of projects that were super hype at the beginning of the last NFT bull market. And, you know, really, I, I guess from the perspective of, hey, maybe he made a lot of connections with some of the founders or the people that were big members of those communities. And it was just for like the culture of it more than anything else, which I respect that, right? Like, you know, it's one of those things where you look at a couple of the other projects that have taken off a little bit, you know, like I see one of the audience with versus uh, cryptodes I know has done well. Um, they've kind of cooled off a little bit from their hype of the peak and um, from the sales the past couple of days. But I, I don't know. A lot of these, it's to be determined for me how sustainable it is, right? Because a lot of these different projects that are popping off, I just feel like, you know, okay, great. You've got some stimulus of attention that has hit you. Can you turn that into something that is sustainable? Because a lot of these, I just don't feel like I have seen something that is incredibly sustainable throughout the bear market. So I'm just curious to see, you know, like that's the big question, whether they can translate into something sustainable or not. Out of any of those that we kind of listed as dead cats, what do you think kind of has the chance of actually being able to build on that momentum and pick up? Um, I think it only the ones that had their piece probably in that submarine other side trailer. Like I know Cool Cats was in there. The punks were in there. Cryptodes were in there um, off the top of my head. Maybe, was there a doodle in the in the submarine? I don't know. Um, but most for the was most there part, a mechaverse in there? No. Did he pick up a mechaverse? No, no, he did not pick up a mechaverse. No. I, I was just around. I do not. I'm actually it. like 99 positive the songs have flipped mechaverse. Yeah, uh, honestly, wouldn't surprise me. You know, one thing that has performed really well um, recently has been MFers. I think they they hit a low in like the point twos, and now they're they're touching like point eight again. Um, well, that's just like a, I guess a niche art project. Um, some would say you know the art is uh, classic. Others would say it's just a scribble. Um, but but they've actually performed really well, and I regret not picking up uh, some MFers in like the point two area, because I always uh, I my my opinion on them is like I can kind of see the art in it, but I also kind of think it scribbles. So I'm trying. You to... know, funny enough, out of out of everything that you've listed right now, I feel like MFers is the one the one name that I'm hearing that I'm like, yeah, you know, I I could actually see those kind of bouncing back. Right, out of all of the names that you just right, exactly, dude. I, he, because they're not like we're doodles. When when you go all the way from twenty something ETH down to like sub one ETH, bro, it's really tough to get a full full revival. Right, there's just yeah, yeah there's a lot eight of pain. ETH on a clip art cat. Like that's probably the. It's not even a doodle. It's a cat that he. So, you know, when I look at when I look at the MFers, I'm like, okay, they got to a peak of around three ETH, so that's not as much bag pain to be able to fight back, to be able to get to those levels, right? And that's the key thing. Can you reclaim uh, what I honestly think is the key thing for a lot of these projects right now? And you ask yourself, 
do these projects stand a chance of actually making it in the next bull market? And my real question is, do you think that they have a chance of reclaiming the ETH all-time high? And, you know, like, it all just comes down to the probabilistic viewpoint of, again, like, you know, Doodles, much more difficult to reclaim a 25 ETH floor all-time high than it is for a project like, like MFers to reclaim a 3 ETH floor all-time high. Because when you're talking about the ETH point of view, you're talking about the sentiment of that core community who's been around, you know, who's sticking around, what the overall vibes of everything are. And like, you know, as much as we want to talk about just the art being the vibes at the end of the day, you know, the price does translate some to what the overall vibes of the community themselves have been over the course of the past couple of years. Right. Dustin, what's up? What about the uh, regression to the mean argument? So let's say uh, board apes, you know, were 100 ETH at one point and they dropped to 10 ETH. So you say, okay, they'll probably bounce back to 20 ETH. So I'll buy it at 10 and it's got a better shot of doing well in that regard. I don't need it to go back to its all time high. I mean, here's the deal. I think apes are still going to be relevant no matter what, but it, it does go back to the question, you know, will they reclaim that point on the throne? I, I think they've got as good of a chance as any, you know, looking at it. But I would not be shocked if there's an NFT project that comes around this cycle that, you know, gives them a run for their money. I, I don't know if it's there or not yet at this point, but we are going to see some new PFP projects that I think do come in and do grab some of that attention and do come up. Like, here's the thing that I think is so exciting about NFTs in general right now. We haven't had, you know, a pre, like, we're on cycle number two, right? <laughs> so we can't look back and say, based on the previous five cycles, here's exactly what happened. Here was the stigma of what people found value in and what they didn't. No, we are establishing a lot of that right now. So it's the true Wild West, right? Like, this is V2. We are at the very beginning of it right now. And we have the opportunity to really, you know, you got to look and be fast at figuring out what are some of these different trends that are popping up. We don't know exactly how the market responds. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, in, in my opinion, I don't think apes will ever flip punks again. Um, and probably even throughout the, the second bull, I feel like punks will evidently remain king. Um, but I, I do think a different project has a chance of eclipsing apes, but not punks. We'll see, though. This is my personal opinion. Dude, I, like, I'm looking at the punks chart. It's so bullish, man. <laughs> it is so insanely bullish. And That's my grail I, right there is a punk. That's, yeah. uh... <laughs> I, I, I've always, here's my deal. You know, I don't hate apes. I really don't. You know, I, I, I think that they're, you know, like shout out to King, King DJ down there. There's some cool apes out there. Right. Um, I love punks, though. <laughs> like, I absolutely love punks. I am going to manifest owning a punk this cycle. Like it's going to happen because there's just something to be said about it. You know, especially going back along the lines of like, you know, what really clicked to me at the very beginning for NFTs in general, I've brought up the whole RuneScape side of things, right? Where it wasn't utility, it wasn't whatever. It was kind of the art 
and the history behind the different items that really drove their value over time. For me, it's the same type of thing with punks. Like that's what punks are, right? I don't care about some gaming utility. I don't care about whatever else, you know, like I care about the art. I care about the history. And that was really at the end of the day, kind of the inspiration for the direction of where I wanted to head with the stonks, right? Wasn't anything too flashy, nothing else, but like about art and history. And, you know, that's what I feel like punks really embody. We need to get a, a punk on a, on a wonky stonk mashup. Do we have one of those yet? We don't, man. We don't. So it, it, it's got to happen. Uh yeah, but dude, I'm looking at it like punks are punks will like that's one that I look at right now. Punks are going to hit a new all time. Yeah, I mean they they've been getting eaten up this morning. I think here here's my true opinion. Punks will hit a one million dollar floor value this next cycle. One million dollar USD floor price. It's gonna oh, easy. Yeah, easy. So. Um, but man, I, I, I was looking through it today. Like, it's kind of crazy looking, um, just at, there are a lot of projects where you're seeing these dead cat bounces happen and you're seeing these volume spikes and you ask yourself, are they sustainable? Are they not? Big question. TBD. We'll see. I like, you know, obviously I'm, a little bit biased, but at the end of the day, I think that it's really true. Dude, looking at the stonks, it is just, it's some of the healthiest growth that I've seen out of just about any project throughout the bear market. Like right now sitting 0.16 something floor, or it's just been a slow grind back through there. You know, at the end of the day, we're looking at it right now, like 20 stonks or something back to 0.2. And if you're looking at like past that to get to, you know, the point three area, which has kind of been significant in the past, not much past that either. And I, I actually love the fact that it hasn't been some like massive green dildo to get us back toward there, but we've just been slowly grinding back toward the eyes because I think that is really sustainable growth and something where the biggest thing for me right now is I feel like we have built such a strong community of people who believe in this project underneath like the previous all time high that by the time that it reaches there again, I like there's no way that it craters back beneath it. Right. And that's the thing that is beautiful to me about how I love how it's just been this slow growth toward it because it's just, it's, they're inevitable, man. Like it's, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of, you know, slowly, slowly, like being patient for it. It's like slowly, slowly then all at once. So I'm hyped, man. I, I really like the position we're in. I'm kind of getting some vibes. This is kind of the, what it felt like last November, right? Rooster a little bit. I mean, well, hundred percent, hundred, 110%. It went, and I'm going to need you to slow the roll on the bullish speak right now. I think my song to list in like 10 minutes. So <laughs> like I'd set it for three hours before you front ran me. Um, so I was actually not really trying to let one go here to 
<laughs> I was trying to flip it into the gorgeous McDonald's stonk. <laughs> I mean, hey, there, there's a reason other than me being sick for not doing the uh, <laughs> the, the waiting room the other night. So, you know, it's they're they're coming man like i'm hyped again just from like a pure chart point of view also which you know the art is in the chart but looking at the stonks chart i'm hyped man like i really really am it's gonna be something like the ledge art ecosystem is gonna be huge this next cycle like there's it's it's gonna be big man i'm excited uh Actually, extremely excited for whatever comes. I've always had a high conviction bet, so I continue to stack. Um, so I'm I'm ready for it, Kalea. Um. So wait, what are you what are you and the girlfriend up to this weekend? Uh, flying to Houston and attending T's older brother's wedding. He was uh, that's cute. One of my yeah, one of one of my good friends in high school. Um, then he's he's getting married tomorrow. So, and uh, evidently I'm a groomsman as well. So that'll be that'll be fun. Evidently, you're a groomsman. <laughs> you don't have any of the you don't have the suit, any of that type of stuff yet. Like, no, I did. You on the I bachelor did. party? No, no, I did. Uh, well. They're pregnant, so like I think the bachelor party's on hold at the moment. Ah, um, fair, fair, fair. But no, yeah, I, I picked up I picked up the tux the other day, which uh, was the cost to buy one, um, which kind of surprised me. Dude, that, <laughs> that is the truth with tuxes. Running tuxes sucks. It's like if you can buy a tux, you'll pay it off in two weddings. Um. Yeah, but yeah, so so that'll that'll be really fun. We'll be in Houston till like Monday. Um, we're gonna fly back Monday night. Uh, kind of just sitting waiting for the mountain to open right now. I'm ready. Like they a couple have a couple trails open, but there's only like a, a few inches of snow, no powder. So uh, I haven't been able to to make it out there yet. Um, but hopefully, they get some dumps here soon, so I can start having my mountain time again. Well, I I hope so as well, man. I you know I need to make a, a ski trip up. Um, Dustin, what's going on, brother? So, kind of a fun story. The guy who uh, taught me about Bitcoin. This would have been uh, early 2017. I was a groomsman in his wedding, and to test it out to figure out this is actually the first transaction I ever sent on the Bitcoin network. Um, I paid for the tux in Bitcoin, and I think I gave him like a half a Bitcoin or whatever 200 bucks was at the time. Now it's, you know, whatever half a Bitcoin is. So that was the most expensive tux rental probably in history. <laughs> but it was a good learning experience. <laughs> Funny you mention that is this buddy of mine as well. Uh, back in high school, we used to <laughs> um, gamble a fuck ton of Bitcoin and also buy weed off the dark web and bongs and shit um, and play like degenerately play bitcoin cash and smoke a bunch of weed um yeah we probably have like some <laughs> i don't even want to look look back at the numbers i want to forget that we participated in any of that because 
Oh yeah, yeah. Same, same buddy though. That's that's funny. Weird coincidence. Yeah, I, I feel like everybody's got that type of story that you know was around the internet enough a decade ago. <laughs> Like, trust me, I, I had that the same type of thing that I can look back to for the old school RuneScape days when I used to play, like, and I I took a little break whenever I went off to college. Um, you know, I, like, quit basically summer of 09, and then a couple years later, got back on and still had a lot of stuff, a lot of old items and stuff on the account, and I was going through it, and people, at the time, some of the items were above like the maximum GP that you could spend in game. So there were people that were trading using Bitcoin off site. Like you had to go to a different marketplace an offsite marketplace and you could transact and see what the Bitcoin value of certain items were. And people would do basically OTC Bitcoin trades for these different items for old school RuneScape. So I had several items that I was like, Oh, okay. This is worth, okay. How many, you know, Bitcoin. And it was like full amounts of Bit. you know, it was a good amount. And I thought about it at that point in time, I was talking to my brother with it. We were like, yeah, you know, we're not really going to do anything with this account down the road. Right. We both kind of moved on past it. Should we just like sell everything for it? And we just kind of forgot about it, moved on. I think like winter break was over and I went back for the spring semester and it just never really registered until down the road. (laughs) But yeah, back at a certain point, it's like I could have sold a lot of that. I I probably could have made 100 plus Bitcoin on the different items that I had at that point in time. And I just, you know, didn't think anything of it. Yeah, we were doing the same shit, buying like fucking Counter-Strike loot boxes. Um and hitting some skins that were worth like three Bitcoin and shit at the time and then selling the Bitcoin and spending it all on bonks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with the Counter-Strike skins. I, that's a fun times that I, I want to forget. Yeah. You know, hey, people are going to say the same thing about the wonky stocks. Like, you know... <laughs> I, I liquidated three walkie stock grails at the you know the bottom for pal and um, <laughs> I'm just messing around. <laughs> and like I did but seriously though, like looking at what, what's retained value throughout this, how many other NFT projects have completely died off, you know, hit the shitter, the stonks have held up, man. Like it's I, I dude I mean it's it's just so extremely obvious. Like the floor of stonks I'm pretty sure the chart is like very similar to the last two years of Bitcoin. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Every, every green candle on Bitcoin is a green candle for the stonks. When the charts look good, the charts look good, right? When people lose money on the charts, they're not their favorite <laughs> thing to look that's, at. That's kind of true. Looking at it, Rooster, because thinking about where, you know, the past two massive green candles that we've had for the stonks in general, you know, you could look at October, November of 21. What does that line up with? You can look at it like December slash January of this year. What does that line up with? Kind of breaking out of the bottom. Um, so, I mean, hey, right now, like if the cycle repeats itself, might be due. So what you're saying is stonks are the Bitcoin <laughs> of NFTs. Uh, hey, I mean, I'm not saying 
I'm not saying it. Especially now that there are ordinals maxis out there. Good God, you can't say it now, right? Like, Yeah, no, no, yeah. What's funny is how, like, divided the Bitcoin community is on, on ordinals. I personally, I, I haven't done too much research, but like, <coughs> from just gathering the, the information that I have gathered, isn't doesn't it, like, cloud up the Bitcoin network already? I mean, it's, I, I think that's a little bit exaggerated. Uh, well, uh, somebody was saying it was like $45 transactions last night and people were waiting like out like three hours. Yeah, hours like it's exaggerated, but it's not. I mean, yes, it's, it's expensive and it's slow to transact on Bitcoin and ordinals are going to make it even more so throughout the next bull market. Yeah, um, I just feel which like at the end of the day, I actually think it's a scaling bullish. issue. Like, there are people that say that's bearish. Yeah, it's a scaling issue. I kind of think it's bullish because when you're looking at the sustainability of Bitcoin long term, um, you know, the fee economy has always been the biggest argument for will it be sustainable for miners to continue to mine after the block reward decreases beyond X threshold? I actually think that miners are going to make more Bitcoin per block than they did last cycle based on fees alone like forget the you know forget the block reward like just based on the the fees alone like i think they'll make more than they did the last cycle just because of the ordinals craze this site which when you're looking at everything combined is super 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 bullish for bitcoin as a whole um this next like but yeah super expensive a little bit slow and like that's my biggest thing with why people say when they're like oh you know it's just this direct one-to-one correlation where eth nfts are worth x amount and eth market cap is worth y amount well you know bitcoins um market cap is worth x amount more and the ordinals are worth however much less than ETH NFTs. So they they have to fill that gap and surpass it by, you know, multiples to make the market cap market caps even. I completely disagree with that, right? Like, the, it's not the same experience. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the tech isn't really there for, like, a true NFT on, on Bitcoin. What, what I see ordinaries as is, like, you know, for a very niche, like, subset of, like, punk-esque, projects right like you know just a couple pfp projects that you know resonate with people as much PFP as like, art resonate with some people and pieces of art absolutely yeah that, i i agree i mean right now, i don't get though, the whole it's just, it's like clunky. rare satoshi like i i don't get the whole oh this is in, inscribed on this rare sat from from here that sounds like this is the cheapest backwards cap monocle vest blue background NFT that's listed. Like that has the same vibe as that to me. Like uh, again, haven't done my you know a bunch of research, and I will I will willingly admit that I am for the most part ignorant on ordinals themselves. But nothing has like grasped my attention to want to dive in harder because in my personal opinion i think boomer coin you should be pure that that's you don't do anything 
with Boomer. You don't spend your Boomer coin. You just stack more Boomer coin. Yeah, man. I like my old experience with ordinals right now, and I need to dive more into it, but it's new Bitcoin city playing around on that. Um, and it was interesting. Um, it worked, but it was just a clunkier experience than what I experienced on a lot of the other chains, just waiting for the transactions to confirm just a little bit slower. It, it just, it kind of felt like being on the internet back whenever I was running on dial up versus being on the internet, you know, right now. So I, it worked, but just a little bit of a lagged experience or maybe a better way of putting it is like when you're, when you're having a slow internet connection, you're trying to play a game and you click the button and there's just a second delay or even better, you're watching like a Netflix series and it's dubbed over. Right? Like, that's kind of the experience of Bitcoin Ordinals. You're watching the series, you get what's happening, the voice makes sense, but it's just a little bit off, is the feel of it. So, my understanding, let me know if I'm correct about this. I can't do smart contracts on Bitcoin, right? But I can on Ethereum and Solana and various things like that. So, to me, when someone says, oh, an NFT is just a JPEG, why is it worth anything? You can say, well, no, there's smart contracts. There's all the things associated with it. Um, but with Bitcoin ordinals, it feels like it really just is a JPEG inscribed on a With ordinals, I mean, dude, they've got L2 networks where, you know, you can deploy smart contracts on there. Like, it's a little bit different. They're not, uh, I need to go through and, you know, again, I, I really need to just spend a few hours diving into this, a few days diving into ordinals better to understand it. I don't think they're Turing complete. Um, there are a few differences as far as the overall, um, just the overall way that they are structured, but you can run, you know, there are, I, I don't know, man, I, I need to figure it out a little bit more. But they're like, they're not upgradable, right? Like once it's there, it's stuck like permanently exactly how it is, right? I think that's it, man. I again, I don't want to speak much more toward it without diving more into it. But it, it, there are advantages to ETH still that Bitcoin doesn't have. Um, but you know, it all goes back to what are you going to put on there. And at the end of the day, I think Rooster's right, where it really does have a solid market fit, where there are going to be some really valuable NFTs that are put up there that are more focused around the art, more focused around the history, you know, that type of stuff. It'll be there, but it just is going to be very niche to the point to where I still think more people are going to want to build on like Ethan Solana. Dude, people are going to be seething when Ethereum is 10K and gas is at like 200 and it's $500 smart contract interactions like <laughs> it's like people have not like people need to recondition their brain right now like if you're double if you're questioning yourself on a transaction at like 40 gas like i'm, I'm telling you right now recondition your brain because 
you will miss generational wealth by not wanting to pay high gas fees in, <coughs> in the beginning. I'm not kidding. I've done it myself. Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, I, I, I can't wait, honestly, uh, watching how everybody's reactions are whenever we're in like a true, true bull market. Oh, the amount of money that's going to be burnt on gas, turbo bullish on it all. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's another thing to think about. You know, that's a conversation I haven't heard in a long time, talking about how conversations kind of flip and they cycle. Um, that's one that I haven't heard in a while is the whole conversation of the flipping with ETH flipping Bitcoin and all of that popping back up, right? Where everybody talks about um, <coughs> the uh, how much ETH is being burned. Every Like, you're not hearing too much of that right now. And I feel like that's going to be back at the forefront again is the overall um, burn rate of ETH and the difference between it this cycle and last cycle, like I actually do think it'll make a big difference, especially in the peak of things. So um, yeah, like the more gas that we're spending in whatever NFT bull market that happens, whatever other on-chain shit that happens, like it is only going to be more bullish for the underlying base currency for ETH. Um, it's gosh, man, this next cycle is going to be fun. And at least when you're spending $500 on gas, your transaction still completes within like three minutes. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, dude, I, I'm still, I think, slightly more bullish on, well, not slightly, I'm actually quite a bit more bullish on ETH NFTs maintaining their their spot at number one as overall market share at this next cycle. Like, it just feels like it's going to happen. But, I mean, don't sleep on ordinals. I'm not one of those people that's going to say, man, ordinals are useless. They're not going anywhere and they're going to die off. I think that that's, that's incredibly ignorant. Yeah, I, I think Seoul's going to replicate what they did last year on yeah, a larger Seoul's scale gonna be this year. <laughs> Soul's going to be relevant. Um, you know, it'll and, be for the pores again. Um, people who don't want to pay the e transactions. That, that was, I don't even know if I agree with I think souls are going to be souls going to be for the meeting in gaming in gaming too. Yeah, soul souls going to have its place in a regular run of the mill. I, I think ETH might be more high end, soul more run of the mill, and then you're going to have like this booming NFT pure degen ecosystem across all these other, like, you know, you're going to have SWE NFTs and Aptos NFTs and AVAX NFTs and, you know, go down the list of all the different, like different chains that are out there. The Polygon NFTs are going to be back. Like those are going to be for the force, <laughs> right? But there, there's going to be some in there that make it. You know, you're going to have your de gods that pop up on several of those type of chains. But I feel like Soul has kind of solidified itself as that middle ground marketplace. And the more expensive high end is going to be Bitcoin and ETH. Um, and then from there, I mean, yeah, it kind of just tears out. The, the first thing that turned me off 
when I started doing soul NFTs kind of at the, the tail end of the bull. I think, you know, right in that December uh, 21 was I watch, I, I bought my first soul NFT. I don't even remember what it was, but I watched about 15 people undercut each other every two seconds by point zero one Solana. It was just a, a mass of everybody just kept canceling their listing, undercutting, canceling their listing by point zero one. It, it was, it, it just kept flooding the feed. And I was like, oh, this is absolutely awful. Like <laughs> people, sometimes, you know, high transaction fees can actually be a good thing because then you don't have people like undercutting each other by 30 cents um, every 20 seconds, which is just massively irritating. And, and then you'd list something and then 20 people would undercut you within 15 minutes. You come back 15 minutes later, you're, you're not even the floor anymore. You're like 20% above the floor. That was the first thing that turned me off against soul NFTs. And then I got burned on a bunch of them, uh, like 40 different projects that every single one went to zero. And I was like, oh, this isn't fun. And then I got mad lads and then now pandas are on soul. And that's pretty much like, I'm cooling at that. Yeah. I don't have too much experience with the soul NFTs. I, you know, I did a little bit on there last cycle, but I didn't do a lot. Um, there were a few mints that I wanted in on that they minted out in like 12 seconds. So it's, I don't know, man, it's a different game and I respect anybody that's in on it, but it's just not for me. Yeah. They, I, I was one time bullish on this, on the Solana Ponzi that you then fudded to zero, which wait, I fudded to zero. Yeah. Oh yeah. GMT. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm telling you, the current social fi is playing out exactly, exactly like Stepan played out, and I'm uh, pretty much completely out of all of it and watching from the sidelines now. And honestly, I'll feel slightly vindicated if it does end up playing out exactly like Stepan, just because you flooded my bags to zero. <laughs> We'll see, man. I, I I think there are going to be some winners for it. Um, but you never know, right? Like TBD. Um, and on the, the concept of Step In 2, we're going to have a lot more projects like the Step In Ponzi that pop up that are super, super popular this next cycle. It's just going to happen. Like, that's one of the things that I've kind of realized even with the implementation of social fi say that this implementation of social fi goes to zero like and it drowns out whatever else there's something new that comes down the line like it is going to be dap based narratives that really drive this cycle as far as the tokens are concerned in my opinion right it is going to be more participation in these different daps and in these the different gaming and in whatever it is whether it's gaming, social fi, exercise fi, whatever the hell you want to put next to the fi, like that is going to be, I think, the biggest part of this next cycle. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly the most bullish thing that ended up coming from Stepin was uh, the amount of normies they were actually able to bring on. Even at, you know, kind of in at the beginning of the bear market, 
think at its the highest point they had a hundred fifty thousand daily uh daily users which it's kind of a lot and a lot of them were normies just like hearing you know oh you get these digital shoes and then you walk and they pay you like i'm i'm pretty bullish on how easy it is how easily normies get onboarded by ponzi's like that yeah i i I don't know i i think it's because they're with products that kind of resonate to them that make more sense intuitively so the more intuitive a product is the more real world application the easier just onboard people it's that simple right and stepping out a really good way of doing that and um (laughs) obviously it wasn't sustainable um and a lot of these new projects to come out this next cycle will not be sustainable like it's that simple there are going to be a lot of projects that come out that are not sustainable but it doesn't mean that they're not going to have some wave you could ride in the meantime right (laughs) so we'll see whether or not like you have to ask yourself the question with a lot of these what is it that is driving the demand and is it you know is it going to maintain interest? Especially when you're talking about, apparently there's still people out there, Rooster, that are GMT stepping maxis, like to this day. I don't know how or why, but apparently there are people that still use it. No, yeah, there, there's like a, there are um, a few people who have like massively stacked bags during evidently zero, which you know, if you, I mean, look at Luna right now. Even FT, FTT is going on a run. Like, people will absolutely just decide to buy things that are dead just because. And, you know, if there's anyone on the team that is still working, it honestly might have a chance of survival. Probably never get to the, to the point where, you know, I can make $1,000 by walking for 10 minutes like I was doing which I don't understand why it couldn't be sustainable, honestly. Um. <laughs> Bro, FTT is wild. Dude, is someone sweeping stonks right now? Are they? Oh, shit. I think mine delisted. Thank you, whoever did that, because I am fairly certain mine delisted. Holy shit, that's a, that's a pretty good sweep. That is a pretty good sweep. Let's see. Wow. I, I oh, this King This King Degen. With the legend, I can tell by the first three songs that showed up in the portfolio that it was King Deacon's wallet. What a fucking legend, man! Shout out to the legend himself getting this shit. You know, more more fuel, getting it running. Absolutely, he has the number one, two, and three rarest songs in the entire collection. Like that's just. <laughs> That podium is just absolutely grails upon grails. Like King Dijon did it right in the midst of the bear when stonks were like point one. Uh, kudos to him, Chad. Move. Yeah, no joke, man. King Dijon's absolutely crushing it, um, dude. What a freaking legend! Yeah, he now has one hundred eighty-eight tickets to generational wealth. You know the crazy thing, though, too, Rooster? There are so many collections where you've got people that are out there 
you know, and, and I'm talking about like 10K collections where you've got several collectors that have like five or 600 pieces. Like legit though. And, you know, 188 is an incredible collection, right? And shout out to King DGen for that. But the fact that he's like the number three holder at 188 isn't, you know, compared to a lot of these other collections. You're like, I'm even talking about like, you look at things like Pudgies and stuff whenever they were working their way up. There were people that had a lot more than that on the way up that it just, I like, I, I think it's something that's to be said about the overall unique distribution of the stocks at this level. In fact, we're still at 44% unique holders, you know, at a 0.2 type of floor is really unheard of for a lot of projects that are out there. Dude. Yeah. I mean, even someone held 300 D from like 12 ETH down to six ETH before they dumped them. Like that is a massive, that is a massive <laughs> bag. You're talking like 3,600 E worth of D gods, which I don't know who would ever do that, but, that is a massive bag. 300 stocks at 0.2 ETH. That's a very large bag. Absolutely. But when it comes to massive bags and NFTs, absolutely nowhere near the Eclipse. Exactly, man. Um, so shout out to King DJN, man. Love to see it. Stonks are inevitable. Um, dude, I mean, heck. We... <laughs> We're only like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like 12 away right now from point two. Dude, that's wild. Um, but I, I mean, I love it. Like, it's just slow, steady, slowly heading in that direction. It's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm just happy I had the forethought to only list my song for three hours because I had an odd suspicion that, you know, Kaleo might front run me. So if that does happen, I don't want this thong just lingering out there. I don't want to pay the high gas at 45 gas to uh, to delist it. Yo, I mean, hey, bro, I, I definitely, I looked at that gas and I was like, ah, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it. Oh, no, I, I, absolutely for that Solana gradient McDonald's shaped uh, chart. <laughs> no, we'll I, see, I, man. We'll see, baby. <laughs> Maybe that'll come up on the block one day for a giveaway. Might might have to happen. I mean, That's hey, cool like, day. You, you you can never underestimate people's ability to fumble grails. I mean, we saw it what two days ago, three days ago, whatever it was. The, there'll be other opportunities. I mean, I've continued to stack grails even over the past year. Like, I think the most grail of all grails is that random god candle stonk i think that is one of the grailest of grails the god candle song yeah six nine eight two i've never seen another song even have any similar candle at all that's your liquidation wick right there oh i think i know exactly what one you're talking about yeah 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 yeah. that one is sick no, not not only is it thick, that is the. It might be one of a kind. One of one. No, it is one of a kind. 
I've sat there and gone through all 8,736 of them. It is one of a kind. Well, they're all one of a kind, though, to be fair, Rooster. Well, yes. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> but again, in terms of specific candles, none has a wick like that. And I think it's funny that, or actually really cool, that the algorithm that Hondo put together even ended up printing out a liquidation wick. That's amazing. Uh, it really is. Um, yeah, dude, we're not even at the point right now. You know, the cool thing is going to be whenever we start to get above that 0.3, 0.4 area and people are starting to look for those, you know, the grail songs again. Right now, like everybody's just kind of going through. You've had a little bit of hand selection, but it's not as much. Right. Like where it gets really fun is the phase whenever everybody's really, really diving into the traits a little bit more because of the complexity of the stonks traits and just seeing the road. Like we haven't really seen a run on the nine, you know, the nine traits yet. We haven't seen there are only two guppies because there is no nine traits. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just making the shit up at this point. Um, So. Geology, what's up, man? It's late for you, bro. What are you up to? Kaleo, how you doing? I'm doing well, it's, man. It's uh, it's it's actually early here. It's like quarter to seven in the morning, and um, oh I'm, well, GM. I'm I'm still in bed, and I've I've got COVID at the moment, so I'm a little bit croaky, but I'll um <clears throat> I'll persist through. Um, yeah, just been enjoying this this um bullish sentiment of late. It's been it's been a nice earlier than expected change um but I, I wanted to ask you i don't know if you've touched on this much but where do you stand on the um the whole game run it's it's something that i've kind of been dabbling in for the last couple of years but i don't know it, it feels like it might be something something interesting coming up for this this next couple of year period perhaps um, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely bullish on a geology. That's one of the things we were talking about a little bit ago. There are going to be a lot of different dApps that pop up. And, you know, I, I think the GameFi narrative is something that like, whether, you know, you're incorporating NFTs or a token or whatever else, like GameFi is the easiest application for that, that I can think of. So, um, I mean, what projects are going to be the leaders TBD, but you know, GameFi is going to be huge. Yeah, I, I think there's there's definitely going to be some some big moves. I, I don't feel like anyone really has sort of sort of made that conversion from a, a real enjoyable game to play and actually attached it to to Web three technology. So I think whoever can do that first is is going to be the the big player there. See, the move is to attach Web three technology to a game that's already enjoyable to play. I think that would spark the most bullish sentiment in trying to start from scratch. First of all, tell everybody these are NFTs. Because for some reason, gamers hate NFTs. They don't realize that they love the idea of them. And they're just redacted. But for some reason, in the gaming community, like NFTs is a a taboo word. Even on Reddit. Reddit drops their own NFTs and... They refuse to call them NFTs. They're like, nah, these are digital collectibles. It's like something different. And they ate them up too. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. No, Reddit has sold over a hundred or over a million NFTs. I think their last, the last drop I participated in was like 360 something thousand. And they didn't even sell that out. 
before dropping another, uh, you know, season four or whatever the heck it was, um, which I did not participate in at all because I think Reddit was fumbling the bag of what uh, the digital collectibles were supposed to be. Yeah, I, I think the trick is to have that Web3 technology underlying so it's still functional within the game, but yeah, that's, that's, it's hidden enough that that traditional gamers don't have this visceral reaction to um, you know to avoid it at all costs. Hey, wait, wait, wait! Shout out to King DJ, and we are officially at a point two e floor right now. Let's fucking go! Let's go! <laughs> it has been a minute since he I didn't like that number on the screen. He didn't like us calling him the third largest phone <laughs> holder. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to shut these motherfuckers up. <laughs> Let's fucking go, man. That's crazy. Um, so, okay. Officially up to point two. Hey, yo. What up? What up, guys? Yo, what's going on? Nothing much, nothing much. I just came up here to say uh, the Roblox CEO or whatever, he, uh, he was just on... TV talking about how they're going to make five John Lennon like caves or whatever, like get in the design, the caves, and then they're going to sell them as NFTs. So basically that's going to be their uh, way of integrating NFTs into their platform. Yeah, actually. Uh, yeah. The Roblox CEO's interview or whatever statement. It, I also took it as extremely bullish for NFTs. He also, his two examples were, um, yeah, Elton John and Nike. Uh, and then, yeah, talking about being able to make them tradable off-chain, that NFTs are coming to Roblox. Um, so I, I think the, the second cycle is going to blow the first cycle out to proportions. And probably 80% of the people in the audience are going to sell their bags for a micro micro amount of what they will be at the peak. Do we know what chain the Roblox NFTs are going to be on? Um, I don't think anything's no, been not said Ethereum. No, nah, Ethereum's too slow for it. They needs it needs to be on on a, on an L two of some kind, or maybe even an L three, perhaps. I wonder if Polygon will get it. I know they're good with those big partnerships. That would be interesting. I don't know. I heard I heard stonks were going to end up in Roblox, but I don't know where I got that one from. Well, and that's right after the. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but um, BlackRock just filed for a stonks ETF, which I'm pretty excited about. I think that's going to be huge. I did. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, that wasn't supposed to come out yet, but since it's <laughs> since it's being addressed on this space, I'll go ahead and bring it up. That is an actual fact. It's on chain. It's on. You can't. You can't hide anything on Ethereum. It's all on chain, bro. Is this a sell the news event or what? I mean, TBD, man. TBD. We we will see. Like, yeah, let me put up a bid wall real to, quick. Can't be the one to and, tell you. And then it will be a sell the news event. Right as soon as I put up my bid wall, fill that, and you'll be good. Oh man, dude, I'm hyped right now. I I really have the feeling we're on the verge of, you know, a special season. It's going to be fun. It it really it's kind of crazy though how it's been basically a year 
since <laughs> like the last, you know, it's, it's coming waves, man. 2021, 2022. This is the beginning of the 2023 run for stonks and for the NFT marketplace as a whole. Right. Yeah. I mean, you third time's the charm, right? This is the time. I call record there. It's already recorded. Sound clip this. Stonks will break the all-time high before the end of the year. Boom. Before the end of the year. I mean, why are you so bearish, man? <laughs> What's the all-time high again? Uh, the all-time Point high. Four, two, six, nine. The ultimate <laughs> number. Yeah. So the all-time high is somewhere around there, but... You know, the like, if you look, give me a second. If you really look at, like, the trend historically, I'm pinning this to the top. The average, when you're looking at the average price, it really comes to around, like, 0.3 for the average wick, right, where it ended up. So, like, that 0.3 level sustaining above it, I think, is pretty significant. Um you know, just from a pure technical point of view, but yeah, it's, it's, it's closing in, man. Slowly, but surely. We need that waiting room back again, Cleo. <laughs> hey, that, that might be what we have to transition this space to, right? I, I, I miss the waiting room, dude. I remember, I remember back in the day, you know, Honestly, Here. we should have had about 300 waiting rooms since we stopped the waiting room. You know, should we should we transition this into a waiting room, Rooster? I'm down, bro. Okay. Just dedicate your What's life What's the name again. of the title? 0.3 ETH. Uh, we'll just call it Walkie Stonks All-Time High Waiting Room. There we go. Did it save? No, it didn't save. I think I might have to do it from the Ledgeart account. No, you got it. It's, it's oh, I saved. did? Yeah. My favorite thing about the waiting room uh, is all the all the art appreciation speak and just the, the admiring of the stonks and the charts themselves. Who has a stonk that looks like the current stonk chart? That's what I want to see. Check your bags. See if you got any stonks that look like the current stonk chart. Because there might be one out there. Uh, the the two, the ribbon, well, King Dejan, I know, has the ribbon now because he just swept it. Um, but also the Ichi that I posted the other day uh, pretty much mirrored total crypto market cap on, this, on the timeline as well. It was like the exact timeline of it. Um, pretty much exact, almost exact percentages are very similar. Oh, wait, what did somebody just grab? We just had a point two three. Somebody just grabbed the ribbon. Somebody just grabbed a ribbon at point two three. Love to see it, man. But yeah, I agree. The fact there's like a couple of Ichis like on the floor is kind of insane to me right now. Yeah, actually, <laughs> literally the Ichi on the floor, right? Oh, there it goes. It's gone. Is it gone? Yeah, yeah it's, it's gone. pending right now, but... Uh... It's gone. That that's free right there. There's a few ETs around like point two five, free. Yeah, there's another one point two five right here. That's what we were just talking about the other day. Like, the, the, there's point two three nine. 
rooster. There's an Ichi at 239. And uh, 0.25, and then another ribbon at 0.25. Well, the Y'all crazy, feel thing, blessed. The, the crazy thing is, though, like, after that move right there, like, all of the stonks right now, like, I, I don't know. It just becomes crazy, crazy, crazy how good of deals there are as the floor starts to get, you know, move up a little bit. If that makes sense for rel- for price of where they're listed relative to where they are on the floor. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, people need to thank King Dejan for doing all the hard work and picking up all the floor stonks that, you know, aren't as pretty. And now you can buy a floor and pretty much get a grail. <laughs> I mean, he, he did all the hard work. Now it's just easy sniping. If if you've done any art appreciation over the last two years, you should probably have a decent eye for what's good and now it's just free game right now so thank you king Dejan, for doing all the heavy lifting dude you know here's my my thing that i'm all about right now i love somebody the other day like some fucking dumbass with a panda as his pfp and i say this because remember he has a panda as his pfp commented underneath one of my things was like go back to pumping wonky stonks and i was kind of pissed at the time because i was like dude what the fuck do you mean by go back to pumping wonky stonks like it is my project <laughs> like of course i am going to talk about my own project on the timeline like acting like it's some grift that's been around for a couple years but you know what it. Like, I will ride with that line. Like, Kaleo, go back to pumping wonky stunks. Like, I will continue to go back to it. You're right. I'm glad you recognize that, like, I am out there hustling for the project that I created multiple years ago. Like, thank you very much for recognizing that. I will continue to do that. <laughs> wonky stunks paid shill. So... Uh, dude, I think we're like, I think we're, where are we on the trending list? Um, somebody just told me that we're up there now after those two. What the heck? Man, I, I go to the page sometimes and I see projects that I completely forgot existed. Um. But. The only thing that pisses me off are seals are still worth more than wonky stonks. Like, that's absolutely <laughs> good. Man. Hey, I mean, I, I still love the seal community, you know? Like, just give it I give like it WAB. I, I, I like WAB so much as – and there there are a few grails in the community as well. Like, I, I am definitely, you know, buddies with some people who do own seals. I just think – as a whole, maybe <laughs> maybe not so much. Uh, some of the worst takes I've ever seen in my entire life have been by a seal PFP. Now that may just be <laughs> been engagement farming. Um, and I know they relentlessly just like don't ever want to get to one ETH ever again. That's just like an unspoken rule is seals will forever be below an ETH. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, when when you look at it that way, when you got Moon Turds, Tui, Cool Cats, whatever they pumps up to, 
seals out half a ETH or whatever they are. I mean, Azuki still like riding high. I mean, this is the easiest no-brainer play to me that's ever been no-brains. It's why my by number my largest uh, NFT bag is the stonks. Dude, I love love to see it, man. It's just, <laughs> um, you know, the other thing too. I, I look through. There's so many collections that you think about that were so much more hyped than the stonks. You can go through the list that like the stonks have already flipped, right? Just slowly but surely, man. It's just one of those things where, you know, name name whatever your favorite collection. Yeah, is. Megaverse is 0.13 ETH right now. Point one three. You could almost get two Mechaverse for one I mean, Monkey Song. Hey, Nakamigo's point one eight four. Right? Like, you know, how hyped were Nakamigos not too long ago? They weren't hyped when they released, and that caused me and B Ways to fumble our free Nakamigos. Um, we <laughs> figured it was just going to be immediate. Uh, an, an immediately tiny airdrop because what they spawned from was when Sartoshi dropped his open edition, the end of Sartoshi, and then like released it. You know how much FUD that there was around then, where like it pretty much was just a stick figure, right? And he pretty much disappeared after getting like a couple million from that mint. Um, and then randomly, like a year later, he was like, Oh, we're gonna partner with you know a couple projects, and anybody who had an Ender Sartoshi, you know, is gonna get one of these. That's where the Nakamigos came. It was the first airdrop or claimable free NFT for anybody who minted that Ender Sartoshi thing, which we're trading at like point under point zero one before the announcement that people were gonna get Nakamigos, and then they got swept up to like point one. So. I thought it was just going to be free, easy money if you sell like pretty quickly, and it, it just it ran, and I fumbled that. B-Ways fumbled way harder than me though. He sold like twenty something. R.I.P. Uh, well, you know what I fumbled? The one I fumbled the most, I think, looking back on it from a year ago, was oh, you, you remember this? You know, Pepin at like Dude, point yeah. zero two ETH. I could have swept. I could have swept like a couple hundred no Pepin. You know, and I, I just was like, ah, no, like, you know, a couple hundred Opepin for, I think about five ETH. And I, I wouldn't have done that many, but I would have probably done 50 to a hundred had I actually gotten into it. And that was one project that, um, Abasho was like really big into talking about back. Yeah, whenever. they called it immediately. Uh, yeah, they called it in. immediately. Uh, immediately. I swept 20 at 0 0.01 and I thought I was a genius for selling at like a 20 X. I was like, Oh, pfft, genius. Look at this two ETH just printed off of 0.2 ETH. And then like <laughs> a week later, it would have been a, a nice little 20 ETH, uh, which would have been, an, um, I'd be much happier with a 20 ETH stimmy over the two. Like that's, <laughs> that's also one thing that like, Missed gains for me hurt worse than realized losses. Like I'd rather just straight up get liquidated than to not get filled and be right. Yeah, but RIP, man. You know, shit happens. People are gonna say the same thing about stonks beneath point three slash point four ETH. 
So um, it's just going to happen. 80s, what's up, my man? What's up, my brother? What's up, family? How are you doing today? Bro, is it weird that I still call Not you 80s all, even bro. though you don't I, have I, 80s in your profile at all anymore? I want you to call me 80s. Like, that, it, it, 80s to me is like, those are my boys, man. That's my family right there. So don't ever stop loving me, baby. <laughs> Uh, what are you up to this beautiful Friday? Currently, I'm rolling a joint right now, getting ready for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love that. I love I'm going to try to take it easy this weekend and just uh, <coughs> relax. I'm not going to be on social that much this weekend. Uh, wife got the weekend off, so we're going to go do some fun stuff together. You know, nice Saturday at the Home Depot shit. So. You know what that means, guys. Wonky Stonk Sweep and then 80s is not going to be active? Shit, we might hit that at the high. I'm telling you, I was reluctant to even get on this face. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, maybe we broke a trend. Maybe maybe the only catalyst rooster that we've had for the Wonky Stonks pumps, you know, moving and continuing that move is we've been missing 80s. Maybe that's the only thing that's really, you know, the missing ingredient. 80s, have you thought about Baru recently? <laughs> Actually, um, I was considering in January, to, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, dude, I'm super stoked to link up again in Vegas in a month. I fucking can't wait for that. Yeah, you just need to get off your ass because I need to get this hotel booked. So, I thought you said you already booked it, and if we find something better, we can... Cancel it. Yeah, but we can do that. I mean, it's already booked, but I want to make sure that we got what we got. You know what I mean? No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I, I trust y'all because I have not been to Vegas, so I do not want to have any. Sorry, we'll pop your cherry the right way. Um, yeah, thanks. I'm going to take all my uh, karate combat winnings and immediately put it on black when I get there. Double oh, nothing. That's hilarious. <laughs> Maybe not. It, it depends on if it, where where I place. Uh, if I place first, then I'm definitely not doing the whole stack. Or, who knows? We'll see you when I get there. Okay, you feeling better? A uh, little bit, man. I mean, not not 100%. There was a, there was a winter camp thing I was going to go to this weekend um, for the Young Life kids that I, I think I'm going to hold back on right now. I just... I don't think I'm necessarily contagious, but I just look at it and it's going to be cold and rainy all weekend. And considering the fact I've already been sick, I just don't want to like open up the door for, you know, as I'm starting to get a little bit better, something else pops up. So that's kind of unfortunate. Just going to take it easy this weekend. But yeah, you can hear my voice somehow nearly two weeks later. I'm still a little That's bit wild. Sick. That is wild. Everybody got sick around the same time this year. Like, I, I know that's the old meme. Everybody gets sick around this time, but still, like, as soon as I get off the cruise, man, everybody's fucking sick. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs> not me, dude. I'm I'm built different. I just decided not to be sick, and uh, it's worked out you so far. Built different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? We're, we're here anyway. I mean, I, that, that's also why I took yesterday completely off, even though yesterday was a really fun day in the markets. 
I just wanted a day where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get on any social media. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to take it really easy. And I think that was good for me. Shout out to Vlad in uh, Room 110. He's been uh, teaching me the past couple weeks uh, trading like I've never even experienced on a level like I'm experiencing right now. So it's just clicking. Like he's just making it all make sense. Yeah, dude, he's making it make sense for me finally. <laughs> I think you're talking about Chad. I don't know. I don't know any Vlad anymore. He's been uh, renamed Chad. (laughs) Dude, I want to get you and uh, Vlad actually on a space one day, Cleo. You two are like some of the best traders I I know. So I I think that'd be a phenomenal space between you two. No, I'd love to. I'd love to have Vlad on a space and pick his brain, especially in the move or the run that he's been on, according to y'all. No, nah, he's in the Matrix, dude. Like, I don't know, like, how he fucking – he dude plugs in to – I don't even know, like, where, but dude just goes into the Matrix and, like, personally handcrafts each candle. It, it's, like, it's crazy. <laughs> That's freaking incredible, man. I love, love, love seeing those type of runs. And they happen, bro. Like, you know, that – I feel like that's a real thing. People can get plugged into the quote unquote matrix and trading for a little bit. And you just feel like you have this advantage that nobody else really has. Still waiting on that day. When, yeah. When my turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my turn. exactly. Everybody's waiting for that day to come back for themselves, you know, and if you're here long enough, it'll happen. Um, you know, the, the thing I think that you have to be careful of is just knowing, you know, how to, I, it's easy to get really overconfident in that space. So just understanding, you know, being able to have somebody that kind of keeps track of whether or not you're staying level headed throughout it, right. Continue to make the same type of decisions that got you into that point, you know, when you're in there, um, and finding a way to get out of it and understand, like, again, because the thing is, as hot as you can get, it can turn off fast. So understanding, like, when those market conditions change and when to get out is, you know, the more difficult thing. Especially with, like, how volatile the entire market can get off one (laughs) unconfirmed tweet from, like, a shitty news source. Yeah, we'll still put twenty percent candles in the crypto space. Like, what the hell is happening to FTT right now? Dude, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I I know what's happening, but I like it's insane watching it. It's just it's it's like it wants to fill the gap all the way up to twenty two, right? Man, like, you you better be cheering from the sidelines. Uh, you might get paid out in full. Well, I mean, still, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Like, I I think the two things that really drove the speculation on it were one, the fact that creditors had marked FTT to zero. And whenever that came out in the report, that was huge. Um, and then two, the fact that there's actual real progress in the bidding from this, from some legitimate names. So I just want my damn wonky stonks back. Amen, brother. And right now, I mean, honestly, I'm more bullish on the fact it'll ever happen than I have been with the way that this is actually like with the way the market's trending up. So I I think it's going to happen. 
scenario, the hypothesizing scenario, let's assume, right, that everybody finds out that they will be made whole. Do you think that will end up being extremely bullish or do you think there's going to be more spot sell pressure from people getting anything back? No, it'd be bullish. It'd be that's what I think. That's what I think. Yeah, like that'd be the fattest stimmy. That, in my opinion, that'd be the fattest stimmy of all time. I just wanted to hear if, like, you had it. If anybody had a different take, I didn't think that'd be like that. I think it'd be the fattest stimmy of all time, um, and would absolutely send everything parabolic. That you know, I'm just slightly bullish right now. Oh, it'd be such a fat stimmy. How many songs are you buying if you get uh, if you get made whole? All the stonks. You heard it here first, guys. We will back again. Have that forever wall of point two. I will buy all your stonks below point two, and you go fuck off or whatever. <laughs> or sell me all your stonks below point two and fuck off. Can't wait for that to return. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, we're there again, right? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. You know, eventually you'll be able to put that up in a, like, you know, it's the same type of thing as, as SPF, right? Sell everyone back me three bucks. <laughs> I mean. Could you imagine he... we come full circle and we get a stonk in the FTX arena, whatever new one it is? Oh, that right. would just be, that'd be the ultimate meme of all memes for the stonks, in my opinion. There I'm is. sorry, 80s. It might out meme 661 if we do end up getting a stonk in any FTX arena. Well, one, I don't think FTX arena is ever going to happen again, but it does have to happen in Miami at some point, right? So we've got to find a way at some point to get a wonky stonk in that Or that just arena. put 661 in that arena. We'll see. Wow. That was a that would be the ultimate. That would be the ultimate meme. Or a nine that doesn't exist. Because then would it or would it not exist in the FTX arena? Half the audience like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, like both of these this entire conversation, half the audience is like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. See, when 80 said he was uh, rolling a joint, that also inspired Rooster to do the same. Well, uh, I he said he was sick and it was contagious, I and I caught it. So I uh, had to roll up a J for that. I don't participate in that these days, but you know what I will do? Uh, I'm going to cook up a nice liquid IV. So. Dang, he's a hydrated king. I'm gonna. I'm about to be, man. I've gotta. I gotta get healthy, bro. I gotta get healthy. Did Did you fall off? Because you were doing good there for so long. Oh well. First off, yeah. Like I, my health is directly correlated with the market. (laughs) That's probably partially why we've been so bullish. Um, I, I really, gosh, man, I've got to get back in the gym. Um, it's been a little over two months now. Basically, since the trip where I saw Rooster in Denver, I haven't really been back in the gym. Sunday, I'm starting a 90-day challenge. Get on, get, get on it with me, bro. Well, what's the challenge? 
Like, you, you can't tell me. You're just starting 100 push-ups a day, 100 sit-ups a day, chicken and rice. That's it. And also, I heard Sin Brewster one eat a day. <laughs> How did you come into this with one eat a day? <laughs> Dude, that's, why I, that's what I heard the challenge was. Like, you, it's like carb or. You know, it's an equal balance. You're eating chicken, then you have to send a rooster and eat. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's just the rules. These are ridiculous rules. Can't do that, man. No, I'm just but joking. actually, I'm just what joking. I heard the real challenge was, if you do that, rooster's going to send you double that back at the end of it. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Got 180 all day. I'll do that. Absolutely. You will 100% get double back. 180 send my way, sir. Oh, man. So, 80s, what else is up with you, man? Not much, man. Um, getting ready to go out of town here for Thanksgiving. Excited about that. Uh, wife and I are headed to uh, St. Augustine for pretty much the whole week. Um, and then I'm just pumped, ready to go for uh, 2024. I have a lot of things lined up for the beginning of the year. And just trying to get healthy again, really. Um, went through some stuff over the past couple months and I wasn't really able to do a lot of physical activity with a lot of testing I was going through, but now it's kind of over. So I'm like ready in my mind to like get back into it and feel good again, man. Yeah, man. Go ahead. I was also going to say, you know, I've been entertaining still. This property I've been looking at for a while, and I was discussing it with uh, somebody today uh, at lunch. She actually is in the space and was trying to ask him, you know, how do I, you know, fund this? How do I do this on my own? He's like, you shouldn't do it on your own. You should open it up a, a nonprofit, this, that, and the other. And he um, was kind of encouraging me to, you know, lean on this space a little bit because he says a lot of the people that I would ultimately end up working with are in the space. And I just say there, there was something inside of me that's been kind of, I don't know, wanting to do something, but I just don't feel right about asking people for money. (laughs) So I've been struggling with that for like the past two weeks. So this would be raising funds for something? Absolutely. Yeah. The way the the numbers run, uh, I need like around 500 grand and I'm a little shy of that. So my wife and I have a couple other ideas that we're entertaining, so we do have some some we can lean on. So, whatever happened with the uh, with the whole retreat thing? That yeah, my buddy ended up selling his property. Um, he got a hell of a cash offer for it, and he ended up selling it. And it it, it kind of like hindered me on wanting to do anything else because I put like a couple grand into that already. And obviously he, you know, reimbursed me for the money I had spent out there. Uh, but it just, you know, 
you're not going to be able to do this unless you own the property. And that's something that I am like really bullish on putting all of my efforts towards right now, because I want it. I, I, I feel like if I'm going to do this, I need to be in kind of like the mindset. Okay. I need to own my own shit. I, I I'm not going to rely on anybody else. No, I respect that, man. But I think that is like one, it's commendable to not want to take on any extra debt load. But I think at the end of the day, if you have the right vision, you know, one, you're not going to get your hands on that money without having the right vision and the right place behind it. And without having something that really resonates with somebody else. So I think that's the one thing you really got to take home with you is that if you put in the work, Right. And there's somebody that shares that vision with you and it makes sense from a business perspective. It makes sense from whatever else you're doing. You know, people are willing to take that risk with you. Right. But at that point, like if you don't have it, they're not going to put the money there in the first place. So at that point, they're equally deciding to, you know, take on whatever risk that it is and be equal partners with you in it. So I think you know, that's the best way of looking at it is just understanding that whenever they're doing it, that they understand that there is a risk, right? The same way that you do, where you wouldn't partake in any type of endeavor without understanding that there's some risk that it might not work out. But, you know, like as long as somebody shares that vision that it could, it's all that matters. Absolutely, man. And I appreciate the, those words. They're very powerful. And, and, you know, that's a, the other reason why I kind of wanted to go the 5013C route, too, as well, is to differentiate from, like, an investor coming in. Because, let's be honest, the return on a place where I bring men in for three days and change their life in a very archaic way, there's not a big re- ROI on that. So that's another reason why I haven't wanted to put anybody in that position to even consider something like that. But I've been slowly working my way up to this and and building the funds for this on my own. And the way things that have just transpired for me personally through this journey, it seems like it's all converging at at the right point right now. And it's all starting to come ahead. So I'm starting to take another little back step and realize like the grand picture here. And I think the grand picture is just the ultimate thing that fulfills me as a human being. And I have to do something with that as well. There's something there that I need to explore. And it's another part of 2024 that I'm really excited about. Um, You know, wife and I sold our house in the summertime so we can try to recuperate a lot of money so we can be in a position hopefully next year to, to go ahead and pull the trigger on this. I think some of your friends here are about to have some money if the market keeps doing what it's doing. Dudes, uh, apparently a hacker just sent $3 million to the burn address. Um, and then Zach XBT messaged him on chain and was like, uh, I just checked your trading history and I'm wondering if you are trying to be the first on chain clown. <laughs> Bro, what? Like, the ha- which hacker? Um, I know. I let me just pan to the top. 
Yeah, pin it up top. I don't know. To be honest, it doesn't say. Um, I don't even know if it's real, honestly. I'm just regurgitating what I immediately saw. Oh, yeah, I saw that. But, man, what in the world? Like, I I wonder (laughs) if he somehow accidentally did that. Yeah, why? Why Right? Unless if, like, you're just trying to, like, prove a point. You didn't hack it for money. I don't know, dude. I, I have no idea what hacker who hacked what. Where the money came from, uh, all I saw was this post, and I thought it was amazing, so I had to share. Hey, Rooster, I do have a question for you real quick, completely off topic. Um, it scrolled my feed when I was searching on the Twitter. Um, <clears throat> the the search bar, somehow, like, a Troop sale from January of this year came, like, when I searched something random. And I was curious, whatever happened to Root Troop? Because it looks like they removed themselves from both the Blur and OpenSea Marketplace. And I just found, like, they've got their own marketplace. And it looks like they completely collapsed their project by doing that. Yeah, I'm going to be 100% honest. I do not follow Root Troops at all. I thought they kind of had, like a like, a somewhat cool idea behind them. Nothing I wanted to put money behind. Uh, and I thought the art was fucking abysmal. Um, <laughs> so I didn't want to participate. The only thing that I, like, I know recently, like within the past six to eight months or so, they they did that. And then they also partnered with PA's New Dawn, um, which is like their trait marketplace and stuff. And then they have like released like trade packs for them and uh, uh, allowed swappable trades. Um, other than that, I have absolutely zero idea um, what's going on with Root Troops. And as a matter of fact, uh, I've scaled some NFT projects out of my holdings completely. Like I'm, I'm just going to evidently for like 80% of my bag be like, a panda and stonk maxi, um, ideally uh, pudgy as well. But that's, uh, at least for me currently, a uh, substantial amount of capital to have in, in one uh, JPEG at the moment, but shouldn't be here near in the future. So for me, it's really pangu, panda, and stonk. And like at that point, uh, I don't really care for like anything else that's currently out. Now, will there be new things that I'll dabble in? Absolutely. Uh, I am looking forward to what the second cycle does bring out as far as NFTs. I mean, we already got kind of like a taste with like Jack Butcher and stuff. I think I'll probably focus more on the art itself. I mean, it's always been about the art. So, yeah, uh, that's currently my stance. Yeah, I feel that, man. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kind of similar to you, um, but you know, it is interesting sometimes just seeing a name pop up in the feed, and then you're like, oh, I wonder what you know how how's that doing? And you click on it, and you're like, wait, I can't find it on OpenSea, and 
it's not it doing at all <laughs> blur and then you're like huh what did they do and from the looks of it i think they probably somehow got themselves removed from the two and just migrated everything to where you can only trade them on their own marketplace and i think what that kind of shows you what happens is as enticing as a lot of these projects are like man you know, OpenSea, Blur, et cetera, they're all going to be completely obsolete because everybody's going to create their own marketplace and that's going to be the alpha. No, they're like, that ain't it, bro. You've got to be listed where, like, there's got to be an aggregator. Where the volume is. I mean, the same reason why coins pump off sex. Like, you, to get volume, you got to go where volume is. Now, punks can have their own marketplace just because they're king, Right. Uh, but yeah, a, a rude troop, you're definitely going to kill all volume except the few Ease remaining access people. for the consumer. That's what you need. Ease of access. Yeah. That's it. It's the, you know, in, in rude troops kind of defense, they are doing some cool stuff on a whole other level of NFTs with their utility as far as like helping people get jobs and stuff. Yeah. It's unfortunate kind of what has transpired, but you know, that's where, I think the beauty of this NFT, you know, world is people fuck around and find out. They keep experimenting. They keep trying new things. And, you know, that shouldn't be overshadowed, I don't think. Yeah, you know, but what I'm looking at from that, if I were them, I would basically say, you know what? This has been a good experiment, but we're, we're yeah, getting ourselves get back on these. what we were doing before kind of thing, right? No, right, because here's the deal. <laughs> If the entire purpose of doing that, which I'm assuming the entire purpose of them doing that was because they wanted to reclaim their royalty. Um, like, I, I don't know what other reason why they'd want to do that. Then even if like by doing that and isolating yourself in this volume, you're not getting as much volume. You probably would have made more just making half a percent on everything <laughs> than making 5% on nothing. So yeah, I mean, I mean, there's the option to migrate your con. I mean, the plague did the same thing. They they migrated their contract. They're still tradable on Blur and OpenSea, but they did it to where like the royalties locked in um, and it can't be edited. So they're they're collecting their funds. However, volume on the frogs when they did that did receive a massive decline. Uh, once they reinforce royalties, I mean, let's let's be honest. Well, they they reinforced it back at the ten percent, right? No, I think it's I think it's just is it were they above? No, I think Did it's like they, point it's no. seven point five. It's seven point five. Okay, because they were they were at ten percent, then plus yeah. two and a half back in yeah. the day, which was insane. Like I I I messaged Pons about that so many times. I'm like, dude, this is like probably something <laughs> and his whole message he kept saying he was like well you know the main main reason behind it we want to incentivize people to not trade which i don't know if that made sense either but full disclosure i hold no frogs anymore yeah oh really wow i didn't know that yeah i sold my last frog uh like two weeks ago or something it's just it was it was part of my scaling back um, to the peas and stonks. 
pandas, pangu, Pokemon, and uh, Pokemon. The, pink, the, piece, <laughs> the, the, the rooster's thesis has now moved from <laughs> cute uh, meta to the freaking peas. I love it. <laughs> no, it, it was it was never. We were always pushing pea. Um, it just wasn't as easily visual. I know. That was, uh, Kaleo, I'm gonna I'm gonna submit a proposal. I'm gonna submit an AIP to uh, change the name to Punky Stonks, uh, just so they could fit into the P thesis. Punky Stonks, no, bro. You're gonna have to stick with Wonky Stonks and take that dub. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. But yeah, that's that's my current thesis is the P's, and even though Pepin kind of fits in there too, because it's like a it's like a P repetition. But that's my current thesis is the peas <laughs> and wonky stonks. Um, <laughs> peas and wonky. Until proven incorrect. Hey, you could say something like peas equals dub. Like peas equals W. That's it. What? <laughs> what? what? I don't know, bro. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know where I'm coming from. I'm not still partially sick, partially delusional. <laughs> You guys are sitting there smoking joints while I'm drinking a liquid IV. Like two types of people in this world. Two types of people in this world. How do you deal with your hangover? Do you drink a beer? Do you smoke a joint? Or do you drink a liquid IV? I drink liquid IV. (laughs) Yeah. Anything other than any kind of hydration is retarded. (laughs) Not to cure a hangover. Have you ever had an actual IV from a massive hangover? That's the best. No, but I think some of my best hangover cures have been shotgunning a beer when I woke up. Not going to lie. Dude, we we used to go to my buddy's lake house. Um, It's like his dad was like that. Like like that want to be a kid again. Like, oh, let's go on the boat. Like would hang until like four or five in the morning. Right. Cool. He, He was a cool guy. It was super funny he would we'd go to bed at like five in the morning and he'd wake us up to get on the boat at like 7 a.m and like pour water on us to get us up and like throw us a miller and was like come on pussy get up and like it actually worked shotgunning the miller like immediately as i woke up immediately cured all hangover symptoms that i had you're not realizing it's not curing your hangover you're just continuing being drunk <laughs> hey p equals w 80s p equals w p equals w that's all you gotta know easiest double next nft pull market i'm gonna make a shirt with that p equals w send it straight to rooster Dude, actually, yeah, that's actually. Uh, do we got any new merch cooking? Do you know? I have some ideas for Hondo, um, but I mean, dude, we we actually have like overall. I think our merch is pretty pretty on point. We need some we need some tank tops in there though, for real. How many vests? How many vests have sold? How many vests have sold? Do we have a wonky vest in there? Yeah, I feel like Crow is a single sole <laughs> purchaser of the wonky vest. Do we actually have a wonky vest in there? Yeah, I think it's like, I think it's like a, like I don't even know what kind of material to call that. 
Have you ever heard of a, a comedian, uh, Theo Vaughn? He also does a podcast. <laughs> we do have a walkie vest. No way. That's incredible. <laughs> he was talking about uh, what he used to be, you know, heavy into drugs. He's obviously not anymore, he says. And he says he used to go in these Coke benders and he would just sit there in his apartment by himself switching vests out all night. It was just him and his vest. <laughs> so picture Crow doing the same thing. <laughs> oh, I love you, Crow. Yeah, they're yeah. way too close to home, man. If you don't, Crow know. hates sleeves, guys. It, when you when you meet Crow, if he has sleeves, so probably at one point he tries to rip them off. Uh, Crow has like, I don't know, a, hate, a really passionate hate towards sleeves on things. Hey, wait, guys, hold up. Somebody just swept 100 wonky songs, bullish wonky men's boxer briefs. <laughs> like, honestly, though, I didn't know that we had briefs either. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I didn't know we had briefs. T and Hondo are always cooking up something in there, man. You never know what you're going to get in the wonky uh, <laughs> merch store. It's for sure wonky, for sure. Yeah, we haven't had pocket size speak so far. Pocket size, what are you up to? Hey, hey, GM, GM. Good to be here. It's been a while. Just love the community. It was time to jump back in. Nice to see the wonky stocks going up. But really, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> Here since Mint Day, not going anywhere. Just great to vibe with all of you guys. Uh, good to see 80s on here, too. I, totally random fact. But, Matt, I believe you and I, we share a birthday. And also the same age. I think we're actually the exact same age. I realized this, um, I think, this year after you posted for your birthday. Happy birthday. That's awesome. Well, you're both 28? Oh, 28 forever. That's right. That's right. Staying young and fresh, baby. I love it. No, congratulations on the birthday. I I did not know that, actually. Yeah, neither did I. But you know what? I feel like because it was October 19th, right, was the mint date for Wonky Stonks, wasn't it? Two years ago, though. And then our birthday is the day after, right? We're on the 20th. Oh, no, I'm on the 19th. Oh, you are on the nineteenth. Never yeah. mind. You're one day older than me, old man. There's the boomer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do have a show now called Two Boomers, One Mic with uh, Junior. <laughs> uh, it's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious! But you had a round one this year, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty, four zero, baby. Yeah, well, you know, there's the boomers, you know, just got to get together in Web3. It's what we are in this industry, at least. You know, it's funny. Uh, being in the space now two years, you, you you start seeing us come out more and more. There's a lot more older crowd than I, I thought, you know, coming into this. So it's kind of cool to see that. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, like that whole wonky stongs mint. Like, I know, Kaleo, we spoke about this, and you mention it often, because it was a lot of people's first mint. And I remember October 19th, back in the day, I was in Mexico at the time. I remember mint day like it was yesterday. Because I remember when Kaleo switched to become 
I remember because I followed you for on the crypto Twitter side, and I remember when you first caught on to NFTs. I remember when you started talking about them. And then the wonky stonks may happen. It's like, well, that's an early birthday present. And I called every single friend I had in the space, everybody who even showed any remote interest. And it was the only project ever where I said to people, I need you to not ask any questions. I need you to trust me on this one. I need you to get on right now and get this free mint. And if you have any money at all you're willing to spend slash lose in this industry, this is your time to mint some extra. And I had multiple people where to this day, Wonky Stonks is their very first NFT project they ever bought into. And they don't hate me, which is lovely. <laughs> so you're the reason I didn't make it to mint. All right. <laughs> she called like 50 people and it took half the supply. <laughs> I love it. I, hey, you know, one fun fact. The only stock that I have for free was the one I minted in my wallet. And it was the very first mint because I had to test it out before I tweeted it out that it was live. No way. No way. Oh my gosh, this is too great. I love it. It's just been such an amazing journey. I, absolutely one of the best communities. And uh, yeah, it's it's just amazing that you're even still doing this every week. So just you know very happy that you know of all the things i could have shilled to friends it was wonky stonks <laughs> no regrets i love that story um it is pretty cool so you're telling me that your friends are all stonks bag holders or at least it introduced them to the space in general how many of those people you think are still into nfts at all at this point like how many actually got plugged in deeper than just, you know, minting a stonk and being done with it? Um, well, that's a good question, actually. There are probably a couple of people that will be long-term bag holders. I don't think they, they would know how to mint again on their own if I would <laughs> walk them through it. But for sure, a couple. For sure, a couple of people stuck around after that. And I mean, they already had some interest, but you know how it is in the beginning you don't know what you're doing. I know what I was doing. Still don't know what I'm doing. So there's that. But, you know, you, you just, yeah, there are a couple of people that are still in the space, but I think I'm the only one as, you know, active every day. Most of my friends are not, most of my friends are by all definition normies. Uh, next round, they'll definitely know where the top's in is when all of those people start calling me. I learned a lot. <laughs> That's so true, though. There are certain people that I'm like, man, as soon as this guy calls me, I've got to look into selling my bag, right? You know, you just have those friends that you know time and time again are top indicators. I've got somebody that's called me two different cycles, and it's right like within a month of the ultra peak. And, you know, when he calls me this time, and it's going to happen, I'm I'm going to take some out, you know, just take a little bit off the table. That's wonderful. We need a weekly meeting on this one, please. Everybody's like normie indicators when we all start screaming, it's time to sell some, it's time to take some profits, everyone. Now is the time. Dude, I had a, I had a buddy's dad who was like pretty much because he, he knew I was big into crypto. Um, I think this was back in... 2020 it was, it was sub one penny dogecoin right he was like show me show me crypto and so i did i didn't bring up doge once 
because I at that phase I was in my uh, um, fundamental maxi stage, I guess, or maybe not. But I, I don't know. I didn't mention Doge once, right? I pretty much told him, you know, for someone like you who has absolutely zero information about anything in the space, your best thing to do is just DCA Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? And I was like, here's like some of the major use cases, why they're important, blah, 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 blah. He calls me a week later and he's like, okay, I put 20 grand in the Doge. And, Yikes. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like that's what you got from this? I was like, what, where did you go to go from me saying, you know, DCA, uh, you know, the top two to ape your entire stack in a doge. Anyways, uh, he held all the way, like, honestly, he might still be holding. I don't know if he ever sold, um, which would still be, you know, a nice come up. But I called him when doge was around 80 cents. And I was like, dude, I'm telling you right now, listen to me sell your bag of doge obviously he didn't do it um and i'm I'm not sure if he's still holding to this day to be honest actually no i do know he bought more at like 40 cents i did i do know he told me that he bought more at 40 cents i don't know how much more i think he's actually dca'd to being underwater now um which is pretty funny that's the way oh, to yeah. do it yeah <laughs> Buy high, sell low. But you know, at this stage, if he just keeps holding on, it may just be your right going into 24, 25. But I don't know. People understand at some point you may want to take a profit, you know. It's just yeah. <laughs> I certainly didn't take enough, you know. You just it's it's amazing how overconfident you get when it feels like up only. You just truly start believing it's never gonna go down again. And it's weird looking back because it's like, well, how irrational is this? It's like, uh, where did my brain cells go during that <laughs> But the hype is unbelievable, but it will come again. And it, it feels a bit like, you know, we're, we're kind of back in those like really early stage bull vibes, but, you know, very, very far from some people are like, is this euphoria? I was like, oh my gosh, you must be new in here because let me tell you, this is not the euphoria stage. I found um, that that's, that's one thing that I need to get. I need to recondition myself of is being able to hold trades past like a 200% profit before, you know, cutting it, um, let, letting things run. Because I found uh, one of my messages from back in the Room 110 Discord leverage trading channel, I'd filled my, I think it was at that point, a 50x Solana long at 21.04. And I hit, I think it was around 200%. And I was like, okay close here or is this the forever long that i hold um through the rest of the market and i ended up you know not trusting the rally and completely closed out i didn't even leave a moon bag or anything i was just like ah, eh, i'll enter again probably lower later um nope ha hasn't turned back and you know now we're at like 55 dollars soul so uh i don't even want to do the math on what that could have should have would have been uh but that's one thing i i know I need to work hard on reconditioning is like being willing to like let things run and not chop them.
Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, last run, if I think of it, I, I sold some of the top, but every single time I sold the top, it was when I didn't want to sell. It was, <laughs> I was forced to sell. It was pure luck. And then after the fact, it turned out to be the top or close to the top. And of course, it was never because I, you know, rationally sit there and I said, like, this is the right thing to do. Go take the profit. And so you, you, your brain just plays tricks on you. Hey, guys, I'm going to get out of here, start my weekend. Love you all. Awesome to share some vibes. Yeah, man. No, this, has been, this has been fun. And um, <clears throat> I actually do have to get going here in a second, too. But um, definitely going to host um, going to host a couple more spaces this weekend. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to uh, just keep the vibes rolling. Shout out to King DGen. You know, love, love seeing things on the move. Um, and, I, you know, I think it's still just back to that whole, you know, I, I really just have that feeling still where this kind of feels like November of last year, too, as far as the NFT market is concerned, where, you know, November things just slowly started to trickle up a little bit. You know, you notice signs of life, life, not life, <laughs> life across the board, um, where you saw projects like <coughs> the pandas and the pudgies that were starting to move. The stonks were getting a little bit of love. You know, you saw some of that type of stuff happen, but nothing really went too crazy yet. Uh, th that's kind of where I think that we are right now, right? We're seeing signs of life across the NFT marketplace. Not everybody is saying that, you know, NFTs are completely dead, which they were just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so people are starting to believe again. And that is super, super encouraging to me, but also not surprising, right? You know, it's something that we've talked about for the past X amount of months, right? And there's going to be a space, I think sometime not too long, like, we're going to be here sometime in 2024, and we're going to be reminiscing still calling these the good times, because I really think relative to where we are, we haven't even gotten a new influx of participants in NFTs yet. Like, it's going to happen, um, and I think the stonks have their place in this next run. Um, so I'm excited about it, man. Um, really appreciate you guys vibing. It's been a fun, fun couple of hours. Um, and we'll definitely be back for more. Wonky stunks are inevitable. Cheers, y'all. Yeah, I need to get back to packing as well. So y'all have a good weekend. I might not be able to make it to any of this weekend's spaces, uh, but come Tuesday, I'll be back full-fledged. Maybe maybe I can make a, a Sunday one, uh, maybe a Monday one as well, but definitely not Saturday. But cheers, y'all. Have a good one. All right, man. Have a safe trip. Bye.